0: we all need food on the table we all need to be able to eat and that is becoming increasingly expensive and we've heard from people listeners saying they're increasingly challenged one lady sent me an email said for the first time in my life I'm putting food back because I can't afford it Staples Professor Sylvain Charlebois is the director of the Agri-Foods Analytics Laboratory and a professor at Dalhousie University the laboratory is at Dalhousie as well and he is the, I think, the most uh, sought-out person for issues of of food and food security and where we stand. So, Van, thank you very much for for joining us to kick this thing off. Where do we stand if we look at the food reality, the the cost of food, where we're headed as far as that's concerned. Where we where we're headed as far as food security is concerned. Where are we now compared to where we were? I don't know, three, four months ago.
1: Well, I mean, globally, the picture is not great, uh, uh, to be honest. Uh, the, the, uh, I mean, because of what's going on with Ukraine, many regions of the world will, will become uh, food insecure. Uh, and we're talking about 250 to 250 million people uh, around the world, uh, North Africa, uh, Middle East, uh, parts of Europe as well. Well, that's that's a challenge, and of course, we heard this morning that uh, they were reserves in the Ukraine, but apparently uh, they were just bombed by uh, by the Russians. Uh, and uh, right now, we estimate that there's probably about 25 million tons of, of grain in in Ukraine, uh, and we uh, the the world community actually was, was trying to actually get to, to get access to to. To, that, to those reserves. But uh, unfortunately, I think Mr. Putin actually had other plans. So more pressure on, on global food security. In North America, uh, we're in a bit of a bubble. Uh, I, I'm not sure we're going to run out of food, but that food is absolutely going to become more expensive. So the inflation rate right now in Canada is close to 10%. Uh, We are expecting uh, over the summer uh, to see food prices continue to rise, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I spoke yesterday with the former uh, deputy uh, chief of of, uh, um, defense in this country, Vice Admiral Mark Norman, defense staff, Vice Admiral Mark Norman, former head of the Canadian Navy, and I asked him whether it would be possible, whether it can be doable to set up a sea corridor to get the food from Ukraine to the countries. Uh, in the the world who need it, and tell the Russians, this is what we're doing, and if you want to stop us, go for it. Um, Admiral Norman didn't go so far as to say, let's do the go for it, but he said, it is definitely doable, such a plan were definitely doable, and I find this particularly interesting because I was looking at a a tweet of yours about a week and a half ago when I was on vacation, and you tweeted out that some countries, and I think you mentioned one, I can't remember which one it was, but some countries are starting to hoard their food products for their own populations. How much of this do you think, how much of this are we seeing, and how much of this do you think we'll see going forward?
1: Well, that's the next step of, of this uh, playbook we're seeing uh, to create a, a, a global food security crisis. So, so with climate change, a pandemic, a war, and now we see uh, nationalistic protectionism happening all over the world. So I suspect that the tweet a couple of weeks ago was, uh, was uh, related to India and wheat. But since then, we've seen Malaysia with chicken. Uh, India with sugar uh, and um, and China. I mean, China is the silent uh, giant. They uh, basically fifty percent of all reserves, grain reserves in the world, are located in China right now. So China is still remains the wild card. They can actually have a huge impact on grain prices uh, any day, depending on what they want to do with their reserves. So. Uh, and of course uh, we don't know what's going to happen with China but overall we are expecting more countries to panic to start hoarding to stop trade and 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 the more we see these countries do that the more likely we'll see prices rise and and you see that in futures what was uh, what was ironic uh, I think it was last week the Kremlin mentioned, uh, suggested that perhaps they would actually help with your Odessa situation, the port which would leave, which would give access to, to Ukrainian reserves, and futures actually did go up. In other words, Roy, nobody believed them. And, and uh, so there's lots of skepticism right now in, in relation to Russia, and there's also lots of panic as well.
0: Okay, so let me bring this home to this country. And I've asked you about this before, and you've been very direct with your answers, and I always appreciate that, So, What about this federal government of ours and their acknowledgement, which seems to be largely absent, their acknowledgement of the significance and the importance of the agri-sector in Canada? Is the federal government of Canada doing what it should, what it could, what it must, in order to bolster the agri-sector and provide food reserves?
1: Uh, it's, it's too late now, so we're into June. Uh, you and I, we've been talking about this for a few months. Uh, a couple of months ago, of course, we, do, we had the luxury of time to act, uh, but now we're into June now. Uh, money's in the ground, so we're just hoping for the best with Mother Nature. But right now, if you look at the West, um, Manitoba is wet, Alberta's dry, Saskatchewan is just about right, but we need, we need more farmland to produce more, to, uh, to produce good food. Uh, we need, uh, we need a bump of crop, essentially. Uh, in the southern and we're just, so we're just seeing numbers coming out of Australia and different places in the south, and, and, and the winter was actually not bad. But, uh, in the north, where we are, we just started our 90-day cycle, uh, 90-day production cycle. Um, And uh, numbers aren't great, and and we're hoping for the best in both the US and Canada. So uh, in Europe, of course, we know that Ukraine is idle. uh, And Ukraine, by the way, Roy, can feed 400 million people every year with with agricultural output, 40 million. That's, That's what we're looking for
0: now. If you want to hear more,